welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast ministry. The podcast ministry that equips you to thrive spiritually, relationally, and emotionally. Today's episode is all about thriving spiritually. We are continuing our love and relationship series, and we are calling this episode How to Have a Happy and Healthy Marriage. Yes, we are, and we want to start this episode off with the Word of God, and we're going to read a few scriptures about marriage. Yes, sir. Proverbs 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for my good thing. Yes. That's the scripture I read when he proposed. Yes, Lord. We appreciate you. (laughs) Moving on. Matthew 19.4-6, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife? And the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And today we are joined again by our podcast friends, Ahmad Rashad and Toya Simmons. Who have a powerful. (laughs) They excited. We excited. We love it. We enjoy being in your house. Thank you for inviting us again. (laughs) Yes, we're so glad that y'all are here. We welcome y'all back. And man, um, for those that's listening, they've been on the podcast before. And we're going to leave that link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's about why marriages fail. And they just have a powerful testimony about the faithfulness of God in their marriage and how they overcame a lot. Mm -hmm. And now they seek to help other marriages to overcome and to thrive. So we are delighted to have them once again. Yes. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank We're happy you. to be here. Of course. So, ready, you set, go. We want y'all <laughs> to speak to the spouses, to speak okay. to the future spouses that that's listening right now. And from your experiences, how can a couple have a happy and healthy marriage? You want to go first, baby girl? I'm, you know what? I got this. I'm gonna go. Uh, you got this. Yes. <laughs> I go the first. most important thing. I'm finna get on these husbands. Come on. Come on. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I'm feeling it all right. (laughs) We need the husbands to do is submit to Jesus Christ. Come on. Mm. I need you as a man to lead by example. I need you to submit and serve your father in heaven so that your wife will say, not only is this a man that I chose because I love him, but I will respect him and honor him because I see how much he loves God. Yeah. That's good. Period. That is good. And I want to add to that because we know when we go to church and we go to these uh, men's Bible studies or women's Bible studies, for some reason, the women's Bible study is like huge. It's like yeah. the women come out. They come out to the women's conference. They, they're <laughs> celebrating and all that. And one thing, this is just my observation. I feel like women will submit to God, you know, a much faster or or just more expressed in a certain way than than a, a lot of men mm-hmm. and and so when we look at submission in marriage i don't think the issue is a woman submitting to god she's just looking for that man to submit to god mm-hmm. so that she can give him the gift of submission right yes Ooh. so it's like a lot of our sisters that are you know looking for a spouse or looking for that nice healthy marriage or that healthy dating lifestyle 
that submission is really huge so that if you're a true man of God and you're saying that you're a Christian and you're a Christ follower, it's more than just having it up there mentally. It has to really be in your heart. And you want to start creating that habit. You want to start showing that, right? We, the fruit of the spirit, right? Like we, we can judge you by looking at your behavior, right? Yeah. You know, the, the way that a man's walk is supposed to be, you know, in a righteous way, right? So it's like, if you're not walking out a righteous lifestyle, at least trying to, you know, putting out that effort, you know, by submitting to Christ mm-hmm. and allowing him to work through you and your girlfriend at the time or your wife, you know, at the time is seeing it and it's not happening, it's going to be hard for her to submit to you. She'll yeah. submit to God, yeah, but you may not feel that submission. And that's two separate right. things right there. Right. But, Paul, right. we don't want to go that deep, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Speak to it. Listen, on the they didn't hit a home run on the first pitch. Um, talking about submission and everything. And so that brings up, since, since y'all brought it up, I just want to go to God's word, Ephesians 5, 25. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife love himself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because Mm -hmm. we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast Mm -hmm. to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And so we talk about the idea of love and submission. And you talked about the gift of submission in order for me to expect my wife to give me the gift of submission. I need to be doing my part and to love her as Christ loved the church. And for my Bible readers out there, what did Christ do for the church? He died for his bride. He died for the church. And so if I'm loving my wife to that level, it'll be easier for her to give me the gift of submission. But I can't just be out here disobeying God, not leading spiritually and then saying, oh, you need to submit to me. Exactly. Wow. And that's unfortunate what we're seeing with a lot of broken relationships, right? Yeah. When you see broken relationships that are unhealthy, you know, the toxic, that's like the, the trigger word right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's in a toxic relationship, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're a follower of Christ and you're in that toxic relationship, it's typically because there's someone in there saying they believe in God, but they're not walking it out. Exactly. It's like, you want to speak the scriptures, mm-hmm. but you don't want to apply the scriptures, right, you right. know? That is toxic. Yes. (laughs) Manipulative, toxic, et cetera. Yes. That part. It is Mm -hmm. because you know you're you're manipulate you're trying to manipulate someone. You're Mm -hmm. you're trying to you're trying to hold that person down to the word of God, you know, but you don't want to have the word of God, you know, uh, you know, held accountable to yourself. And 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 really that's not the word of God because you know it's a double-edged sword, right? So if you so if you truly are a follower of Christ. When you are giving someone the word, you should be feeling it at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You should be like, wait a minute, why do I feel pain and I'm preaching to somebody else? Right. Mm-hmm. So every time I preach the word, I get conviction. Exactly. And let me get this off my chest. Like, I just want to speak yeah. kindly and graciously to the fellow husbands out there. If you are trying to use scripture to get your wife to submit to you and do everything that you tell her to do, but you're not submitted to God, mm-hmm. you are out of order, my friend. Mm-hmm. You need to submit to God. Both of y'all need to be submitting to God. And then that's when the wife will come in and submit to you. So um, yes. in order to be a great leader, 
husbands out there, you must be a great follower and follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But that's real. let me get off my soapbox. But that's real. Like, but let's get back on it because on. if you not submitted to God, you're not even in a position to receive the gift of submission from your wife. Exactly. Preach, girl. What a clap button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, can we do that? Yes. Say that. Can we say that. <laughs> yes. Because let's be real. Like, you have to be in a position to receive a gift. You have yeah. to, no matter what type of gift it is, you have to be in that position to receive it. Somebody can give it to you, but if you're not in a position to receive that gift, then you just going to think, oh, well, I guess it's not here. I guess she's not submitting to me. I guess she don't want to be my wife type of thing. But are you even in a position to understand and receive the gift of submission? Do you even know what it looks like? So, right. look, we can keep on Because let me tell you, and, and, you know, when I talk to wives a lot, what I hear is, a lot of wives do not want to do everything. Mm-hmm. They do, they really don't. They really don't. They really want to come home and relax. They don't mind leading out in, in their careers, right. like growing and doing that, leading the kids, leading their responsibilities. They don't mind that. But when they come home, they want to sit down. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they can't. Yeah. They feel like they, they don't trust the decisions their husband makes. They feel yeah. like he's not capable of really leading the family. And they just don't voice it. So that's where you get all these women that are doing everything, that are controlling, that are bossy. But it's simply because they don't trust their husband's decision because they're not seeing their husband be submitting right. himself right. to Jesus Christ. And we like, think that's it. I'm sorry, let me cut you off. Mm-hmm. I just want to add to that because we had a visiting pastor kind of talk about um, making choices and making decisions. Mm-hmm. And um, he was mentioning about um how like we would go to work you know all day and we make a lot of decisions we make a lot of decisions oh yeah this mm-hmm. is good and then by the time we get home we've made so many decisions at work and driving to work and driving home from work that we're like this we were exhausted from making decisions mm-hmm. we're exhausted so when she says like you know these wives come home and they just want to rest like yeah you are experiencing decision exhaustion and same with these men. Right. They're coming home as well and they're experiencing exhaustion. It, it's an actual clinical psych, psychological term. Mm-hmm. So so you have two people who love each other. Yeah. At home and they're exhausted. And what happens when you're exhausted? The same thing that happens when you're hangry. Mm. <laughs> you get a, you get anxiety, you get yeah. angry, you you're quick with it, whatever yep. whatever whatever you express right. when you're just tired you don't want to be bothered now you have couples separating from each other or you know whatever it is they're trying to get their needs met and one is not ready for it you know it's just it happens so you live a lifestyle like that for years Mm. it will become an unhealthy marriage and those are things i think you know are not highly addressed so i appreciate our visiting pastor for mentioning that two weeks ago that that helped us yeah (laughs) that's what's up that's what's up man that was a Good little tidbit right there. Good little tidbit. Let's keep on moving. And before we keep on moving, I just want to point out something. Sometimes small decisions can have a huge impact. And so we're talking about having a happy and healthy marriage. Like Toya was talking and she wasn't quite done. And Ahmad accidentally interrupted her and he apologized on the spot and said, I'm sorry for interrupting you. That may seem small to some, but that is huge. And so that's another just bonus tip for y'all. Like yeah. you respect each other while you're talking. Cause sometimes I, I like to talk. I talk fast and Ahmad, I'd be doing the same thing. Like, my bad, babe. I ain't mean to cut you off. And then sometimes you're like, oh, I was done anyway. I was like, well, okay, good. So yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now on the flip side of that, 
what are some roadblocks to have a happy and healthy marriage? Yes, where's some road? Okay, so I'll, can I go first on this of one? Course. Okay, so <laughs> so some of the like a good roadblock is 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 checking yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, think of your house as your is your sanctuary, mm-hmm. right? Your home is the place where you should have peace. Mm-hmm. So so for I feel like a man. You know, I'm a little sexist, you know, in this area, but a man should lead, right? And mm-hmm. set the tone. I feel like we should set the tone of the house. So I think if we put roadblocks on ourselves and we could say, okay, I'm coming home. Once I come home, I am le- letting go of all drama that I've had at home. I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of my tone. I'm letting go of anything that I was upset about, anything that bothered me outside of my home. Yeah. I'm not bringing that in. But I'm not just going to just do it for myself, like create that roadblock. I, I like to, you know, one thing I love about God is he gives us the example of something in the invisible becomes visible, right? So that's like the greatest um, philosophy of God, right? Principle of God that, that I like to live by. So it's like, how do I take this invisible roadblock that I've created to help eliminate everything and manifest that into my home where you can physically experience it, right? Yeah. So- what I do is, right, I'm going to be a transparent is I like to come home and light candles. I like to play like instrumental music, like worship instrumental. Yeah. When my wife comes home and she has, you know, all that chatter that she had with her homegirls or whatever. And they, mm-hmm. she, you know, they had to use her as a dumpster because they're pouring into her about their marital issues yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When she comes home, she's, she's smelling vanilla candles yeah. and nappy tea keys worship music. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my my physical expression of a roadblock yeah. to prevent having an unhealthy environment in the home. Oh, yeah. I like that's that. good. That's good. I love how y'all alluded to making your home a safe place yeah. and a place of peace. Like one thing that I'm I'm working on is like not to bring work stress into the home. Now, yeah. there are some times where I do that because my wife is my partner and I need to share with her what's going on. But there are some things um, you take to the Lord. Well, not some things, but there are some things that you take to the Lord first because I just mm-hmm. want to emotionally dump on my wife. There's a balance there. Like I like to tell her things, but I don't want to overwhelm her emotionally and, and mentally. And so that's why, you know, before I come into the house, um, Kind of just have a few minutes in the car and say a prayer, let the load off sometimes if it's been a hard day at work or whatever. Because you don't want to, I guess I said all that to say this, you don't want to use your spouse as an emotional dumpster too much. It's okay to be real. It's okay to be transparent, but protect their emotions as well. So that's the best I can kind of say that. And I really believe that having God at the center of and the foundation of a marriage is essential to its success. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Ahmad and Rashad, what does that look like in your life to keep Christ at the center of your marriage? One thing that I realized for me now is I I, I want to be immersed mm-hmm. with 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 God and um and his people, right? And I think like that's just how I am, period. I'm realizing I'm becoming this person where I like to be immersed in something because it will accelerate my growth. So I'm actually, and I'm going to share this with with your listeners. I'm considering um, joining this. Um, it's like a discipleship program by us uh, with C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis. You know the guy who invented the line of witch in the wardrobe. Yeah, I didn't know he was a Christian when I was a kid. By the way, I know right. Um, so I'm like, who, like you know. So he has this institute that's that's nationwide, and they have this fellowship program, two year program. It's broken up in one year at a time. 
and they disciple you in a group and in this Bible study discipleship. And you go through the first year and then you have to reapply for the second year and then you become a fellow at the end. So it's very intense. And I feel like where I am in my walk, like that's my next step is I want to be immersed with God's word, studying, being something where I'm going to be challenged to the next level. Not necessarily going to like theology school, because I don't know if I can, I don't think I'll pass that. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, just something a little bit more intense uh, for me so that I can like, like continue to keep Christ ahead, but, but in a unique way that I'm being challenged. Cause I feel like just reading like uh, these books that I'm getting now, I don't feel like I'm being challenged enough because I don't have that accountability on top of it. You know what I'm saying? I've actually joined like a kingdom entrepreneur type group and I'm just noticing the, the mirroring. So with me just praying for my own marriage ministry and how I'm leading wives and trying to really pour into them. Cause my thing is, yeah, we're married. Right. But the marriage ministry is about getting you to Christ. Yes. It's not just saying, let's fix your marriage. Okay. Now go on. Come on. It's about where's your relationship with Jesus Christ, because right. that's how it's going to get fixed. Yeah. Right? right. So that's what my ministry is all about. So I joined this group and it is giving me the accountability. It's, it's uh, encouraged me to just be in my word, to really meditate. For the first time in my life, I'm meditating on scripture. Yeah. I'm actually looking at it. I'm looking at different translations. I'm praying about it. Okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to get from this right now today? I never did that before. Um, I'm, I'm fasting. I'm, I'm really paying attention to when I need to fast and what am I fasting about and being as intentional. So because of this group, this kingdom business group, I'm able to then say, now, how do I use that for my marriage? What, how am I intentionally praying for my marriage? Whenever I do have frustrations, whether it be a mod or my job or just anything outside, like what you were saying, I don't automatically come home and dump. Yeah, I, I might come home now and just be like, Ooh, all right, let me get my hugs. I love y'all. I had a great day. Now I'm going in my closet. Empty yeah. room. <laughs> Hold on. Now I need to go talk to God because yeah. I'm just feeling this heaviness and I need to let it go. Yeah. And then after I talk to God or I journal, you know, whatever I'm feeling that day. But after I release it to God, then I can come to a mod and say, this is how I was feeling. This is what was going on. But this is what God has revealed to me. And then we'll talk about it. And, and these are things that have just kind of happened. Um, for me in the last, I guess maybe last year is when yeah. I kind of started really being in my word more meditating and all of that. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing now is just being more aware that God is my number one, yeah. because in marriage, it's so easy, especially as a wife for me, my issue was I, he was my number one, yeah. even though I prayed, even though I was in my Bible, even though I'm doing all those things, but I'm still going to him first for everything. Yeah. I'm still wanting to talk to him first. I'm still, he was number one and I acknowledge God, but now I'm actually going to God yeah. first and then talking to my husband. That's good. And so it was, it was just a big transition for me to really say, Okay, no, for real, God is number one. Like yeah. for real, I'm going to God. It feels first. better, doesn't it, when you do that? It does. Yeah. It does. You it's crazy see that it, it took yeah. all these years to get to this point. But I tell you, as long as we on this earth, you know, yeah, right. we got to do better. We we never stop learning. We never stop growing. So. Right. True statement. And it's yeah. crazy to think about it because whenever you're in it, 
you don't think like, oh, I'm putting my husband first because I am yeah. reading and I am praying and I am doing all these things. I'm going to church and I'm in a life group and I'm doing all these things. So, yes. of course, I'm putting God first. But then when yes. you start to really think about it, it's like whenever you get upset or whenever you get mad, who is the first person you're going to? Right. And if it's not God, then are you truly putting him first? Right. So really that's that's a that's a deep conversation to have amongst yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Think about those things. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's like why um before I was a believer, I used to hear all the, what I would call Christian cliche phrases. Mm-hmm. And um like I was blind and now I can see, right? So <laughs> <laughs> hear that all the time growing Preach, up. Sir. But, but now but now I get it. Right. Yeah. You know, you, we have a lot of blind spots. We do we have a lot of blind spots? Yeah. And and God is trying to bring His light into every corner of our life. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we're doing, even currently right now, that mm-hmm. we are not fully aware of because you know Christ hasn't been revealed in that area in our lives. You know? Right. So right. He's, he's still working. He's he is still working. That's Definitely it. Still working. Definitely still working. Man, you know, you know man, thank God for God's continued work on us. Yes, right. for real. That part for real because <laughs> it's, I mean, when you start to thinking and you start meditating and you start doing these things, like the part in scripture about, you know, us not being like God and not being able to really recognize the magnitude of who he is and what he does like you start thinking about that, it's like, dang, like for real, like I think I know, but then at the same time, like that's just a fraction of what I'm actually getting. Like he's so big, he's so awesome, he's so great right. that, you know, when I think I'm like, oh yeah, like I understand that, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you think about it, that's just like a fraction of who he truly is. Like, mm-hmm. and when you yeah. think about it in I'm a math teacher. I like numbers. So <laughs> when you think about those fractional parts and it's part of a whole, it's like crazy once you start getting into it. But I ain't going to go there. Yes. I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. No, that's good. That no, is good. Though. No, you're, you're speaking <laughs> some really good truths right now. Mm-hmm. So, seriously, yeah. like our language cannot really capture who God is and how awesome he is. Yeah. Like we, right. we, we throw around the word awesome, but when you really think about it, it's something that or someone that puts you in awe. And that's what God is like. Mm-hmm. Our finite minds would never comprehend um, how infinite God is. And so that's why we we have those blind spots. And, and mm-hmm. the Lord is so good. He'll take us from glory to glory. And another yeah. thing, like small tangent, God is always on the move. And God mm-hmm. is always working on our behalf. It's up to us to stay connected to him yeah. so we can be cognizant of what the Lord is doing in our lives. Because if we're not in the word, if we're not in prayer, if we're not fasting, we would be like, when is God going to move? And all this time, God has already been moving in yeah. your lives. Yeah. So, um, amen to that sermon. It's imperative for the spouses, the husband and the wife to be connected to the Lord. Once again, through prayer, through reading his word, through fasting, just to name a few, so we can discern between what's good advice and what's bad advice. Mm-hmm. Because right. people love to give their opinions when it comes to other people's lives. Yeah. Um, people can say all sorts of things. That's why we need the spirit of God living on the inside of us so we can have the spirit of discernment. So when somebody says, oh, you should do this in your marriage, 
I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt, yeah. and not really, gra- not really with, with a grain of salt. I'm gonna take that to the word and see how does your advice measure up to the word of God. If it's of God, then thank you, and we'll move on. If it's not, then we're going to move on as well. Right. And so, with that being said, what is the best advice you ever received as it relates to marriage? Oh gosh, the best the best advice is is honestly keeping God first, and I know that's you know the this, this you know the, the normal thing to say. So. Other than that, keeping God first um, is paying attention to your spouse, yeah. like paying attention. So so and I and I learned this early, right? which is probably why I always treated, you know, when I date, I treat people like a wife because I was practicing doing this. But I've, I've gotten really good at paying attention to, you know, Toya. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have a habit of like watching everything like her, like her body language. Mm-hmm. Like I will watch your body language. And I will, and I know what's going on up up in her brain. So like, so she's sitting in the car, <laughs> and let's say like she's sitting in her and her she's crossed at the ankle. She's in a she's having a great mood. She's yeah. in, she's she's feeling good. You know, she's like, hey, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm with my baby boy. You know, she's like, hey, you know, <laughs> she's she's great. But if she's like sitting and she her legs are not crossed at the ankles, they're like 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 separated apart. The wider apart, the angrier she is. <laughs> you better know you're a woman. Yeah, the wider. If she's watching a movie and she has her hand lightly uh, on her chest, don't bother her. That means she's in the scene and she's receiving everything that she's listening to. Like, don't don't say anything to her. Don't say nothing. Like she is. That's like her. She's like she's leaning forward. So I'm not. I'm not going to interrupt her when she right. has her hand on her chest. Once she puts her hand off her chest, then I can say, "Hey, baby." Can I tell you something real quick? So it's like stuff like that. Like I just watch her behavior. So that way I'll know how to communicate, when to communicate and stuff like that. So pay attention. I pay attention to my spouse. That's good. Yeah. Best for me, best advice for me is to really listen to my husband. Cause that, and that's just, that's my personal thing. I went a long time with not listening to him and kind of doing my own thing that now it's like, just listen to him, just pay attention, just respect him. Um, so that's for me is kind of the, the biggest thing. That's the biggest change that I've had to make uh, for me is just pay attention and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I really do. I love, look, y'all be dropping little gems and nuggets and stuff. And I'll be over here just listening and taking everything in. I'll be forgetting I'll be on the podcast, you know. Like, I mean, gotta, when you run, when you run uh, to a brick wall so many times, man, <laughs> you kind of start saying, okay, I got to go find another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what people often forget that marriage is a process. It's not like you get yeah. to the altar, you say, I do, and everything that's going to be hunky dory. It's a process mm-hmm. and we 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 learn, we grow, we gotta continue to get better. Amad, as you just said, if I'm trying one way but I keep hitting a brick wall, okay, Lord, this is not working. Show me what I need to do to better serve my spouse, to better love my spouse. And so continue to grow with one another, to evolve with one another. Be quick to give each other grace. Be quick to forgive. Like don't expect perfection from your spouse because you just don't expect perfection from us. It doesn't, you know, expects us to be holy and to be obedient. But if we mess up, we have an advocate with the father. So I'm not obviously I'm not advocating, you know, doing wrong. But I'm saying that there is should be a lot of grace in marriage. And there's a lot of grace in your relationship between you and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something came to my mind just now when you said it's a journey, it's a process. I don't know why. Maybe because it's February, month of love. <laughs> so I wish that we could just encourage people in marriage when it comes to intimacy. Mm-hmm. You are married. It is going to get better and better and better and better and better. I just hate that people feel like, number one, they got to test you out. Yeah. See right. if you're good enough. Is it good enough? It's like, no, we need to be honoring the journey of intimacy in marriage. Like it is fun to start in a place and to just grow. Like, why can't people look at it that way? Like, this is marriage. It is going to get better and better and better and better. And you're going to enjoy learning each other. What are you interested in? Like, experiment together. Talk about it. And it's just like, it's awesome. (laughs) It is. It It really is. But everybody feels like they got to be right for the person. And it's like, no, you're not. You, you're, you're two different people coming together and you can learn and yeah. you can talk and just have fun. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and I guess my, my thing to say to that and is um, also look at the breadcrumbs. I always tell like, I t- teach my son is like, you know, um, like science is the, the breadcrumbs of, of, of God's word or mm-hmm. his creation. Because, you know, science can't study the future. It can only study the, the past, yes. right? So um, so if you want to, like, learn about God, then, you know, you can look in your history, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, like, I was kind of, um, over the last couple of days, like, me and God were just talking about the breadcrumbs he's led, you know, through our marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, and one thing that I that I enjoy about knowing that God is, is writing our story just like how we read stories in the Bible, like there's phenomenal stories and you see the God in the story. So God gave me this revelation of our story, Tori. I never mm-hmm. told Tori this yet, but mm-hmm. it's like um, it's like the first part of our marriage, um, you know, leading up to our, you know, uh, tragedy. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was performance based. Yes. And, Very much so. and, and ever since then, it has been faith based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so God is revealing this to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. why are you showing this to me? Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was like, you, you got married and you had your, your, your covenant. Mm-hmm. It got, it bro- your covenant got broken, mm-hmm. but you and your wife made a new covenant. Mm-hmm. And he was like, now your marriage for you to stay strong is a representation of the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. You have your Old Testament mm-hmm. and you're living in the New Testament. <laughs> Come on, Revelation. See what I'm talking about? Yes. Here, here, preach. You see? Yep. So, so this is brand new to me. This is a brand new revelation. So, like the last couple of days, I've been like super excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> just wow. like, wow, like what a great way to like look at my story, like yeah. any biblical story, mm-hmm. and and see like I can clearly see how God orchestrated a, a Bible story for me and Toya to have to, to stand on our faith. As continue being married, and just and just adding on to that for the marriages out there that may be struggling, I want to encourage you. As Amal talked about performance based, like if there's a week whether my wife cooks every day or didn't cook at all that week, I'm still going to love her. Please, I'm still yeah. going to cherish her. And the same way, my wife, like if, whether I take out the trash or not, or fill up the cars with gas, she's still going to love me. Mm-hmm. And so it should not be a performance based marriage because yeah. if you continue to love each other. The performance is going to come if you continue to love one another. And so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. 
That's good. Man. So Ahmad, I want you yes, to speak sir. to the husbands right now. Um, <laughs> what words of wisdom would you give as it relates to having a happy and healthy marriage? Yeah, absolutely. And really, I want to give men a lot of grace because I, I one thing that we're realizing is that in this current culture, um, the tides are turning. And, and it's turning to where men... And I'm talking about like men that are really making an attempt. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about men who are, you know, who who are just not trying to improve or anything. But me and my wife are realizing that there are a, a good amount of men who are really, really trying. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's there's this um there's a narrative out there in the culture that's that's really emasculating men. It's really hurting men. And men are now in a position where if they do lead. They risk um, being considered sexist right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if if men um, uh, create boundaries for themselves, if men you know start um, you know being strong and and knowing what they want and 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 saying no to certain things or creating a list of a character list for themselves, you know it's like if if a man starts to to do those things. He's considered toxic, right? And um, without without fully understanding where this man is coming from, so men are now walking on eggshells. Men are walking on eggshells when it comes to them trying to lead, especially in a relationship, and um, and that's what's happening right now. So I think my my um, my advice to men is 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 to remember that men have always been able to adapt. In history, men have always, throughout all of history, been able to adapt. And there's always uh, uh, bad apples out there that that make it look bad for the bunch. Mm-hmm. Always going to be that. But there's always been men who know how to adapt and change. And I just think right now, men have to continue looking and seeing what's going on with with women in general, where women are, what are women's legit complaints with 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 men, you know, on earth. I think I think going back to the day of being a gentle man mm-hmm. is really important for us as men. And I'm not saying like men lost that, but I think we need to really start coming together. I think men need to be in community more. Um, and I think men need to go back to like a, a modern day version of chivalry. What does it look like to hold a door for a woman or not hold a door for a woman? You know what I'm saying? It's like one time I opened up a door for a woman and and she was like, you didn't have to do that for me. You know, like this is where we're at right now. So I think men are confused. Yeah. <laughs> I think men are confused. So I think leading in your marriage or if you're dating or something like that, I just think men is just we have to adapt. I think you have to look at the times, know to adapt. And it doesn't mean that you still can't lead. But I just think we have to lead with a different temperament. You know, and um, and and understand where women are, what their legit complaints are, and we need to address those. I think that's the best thing I can give to men right now. That's real. All right, well, Toya, I want you to speak to the wives, and in the same thing, what are words of wisdom that you would give as it relates to having a happy and healthy marriage? Ooh, we. Um, so I know I kind of went in on the husbands earlier, but now I'm going to say, wives, give your husband grace. Yeah. Give him grace. 
Um, and also just learn to go to God. Um, don't if say you could you could say one thing to your husband, like, hey babe, don't forget to take out the trash. Hey babe, don't forget, you know, do such and such. Just say it one time. Don't don't say it more than once. Mm-hmm. Just say it one time. Say it, say a prayer. Lord help me. <laughs> yeah. Give me patience. Give me, because you know, as a wife, our thing is when you want something done, just do it yourself. Yeah. And we got to get, which it, it, I get it. It's fine. Like I'm a wife, so I get it. But sometimes we need to just stop. Like he's going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance to just get to it. So my biggest thing is strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Have more one-on-one conversations. When you are frustrated, go write it down in a journal. Go give it to God. Go pray on how to handle things with your husband. But stop going to your husband for everything. Stop nagging to your husband. Let God have some of that so that God can then give you more patience. God will give you more, more grace. God will show you how to communicate in a more effective way. Um, but you have to go to God first so that you can improve. The only person you can change is you. Yeah, You are the only person you can change. So go to God so that God can help you to do better mm-hmm. for your husband. I have a lot of wives that'll say, well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Toya, but he's still not doing this. He, I ask him this and he's not listening. He's not doing that. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Give him completely to God. And that means be quiet. Yeah. Give your husband to God. <laughs> you say, Lord, help me to see my husband, how you see him. Yeah. Help me to love my husband, how you love him. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, God will start doing things, but you need to let go. Yeah. Stop trying to control it. Stop trying to do it your way, your timing. Give it to God. Give your husband to God. Give the situation to God. Mm-hmm. Trust God. And that's the challenge. Yeah. That's what you need to learn, sis. You know, like mm-hmm. that's it. So that is the major thing. Lean more on God mm-hmm. so that God can give you more of the fruit of the spirit to handle what you're dealing with. And you will be surprised mm-hmm. at how God will start. Next thing you look up. Oh, he taking out the trash and I didn't even say nothing. Oh, you know, or or my husband just said this to me. I really didn't agree with it, but now he's coming to me and saying what was really in my heart. And I didn't even say nothing. Mm. It's all the time with us. Like a model tell me, oh, best example. Uh oh. I wanna hear this. <laughs> have been wanting to start a small group for over a year now. Yeah. Because you hear how he talks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's time for us to be able to pour into other people, not I don't need it all. <laughs> we need to share this. Okay. So I've been, I've been saying, baby, let's do it. Let's do it. No, no, no. I don't have the capacity. I'm not ready. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, finally, he says, yes, let's do it. Right. And I'm just like, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> then he said, we're only going to meet at first. He's like, we're just going to meet like once a quarter. I said, that's good enough. Once a quarter, <laughs> doing a small group. Right. <laughs> so, but you know what I did? I didn't say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I thought in my head. And I said, oh, okay. Okay. Hung up the phone with him. And I'm like, Lord. <laughs> Come on. Lord. Did you hear that? Spiritual <laughs> manipulation right here. Live. <laughs> then, then it was probably a couple of weeks later. He was like, you know what? I think we are going to need to meet once a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Thank you, Jesus. And then after we had that once a month, like two days later, I was like, I don't think once a month is going to be enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
Look she don't. She don't had a legion of angels come to me. Yes. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that's what but it takes. Can I tell you that is the best example? Yeah. And then with him taking out the trash, you know, like the little things, yeah. right? But it's like, thank you, baby. So uh, it's like the little things where I had to learn to just be like, Lord, help me with this or help me. If, if, if I'm thinking off, give me clarity, mm-hmm. like show me. So that's it. Like the only person you can change is you. But you can only do that if your husband is in tune with God. Yeah. Who? He's not listening to God. Then you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be a that's, challenge. That's, yeah. That's it'll be different. a challenge. Yeah. yeah. It's a different, it's a different type of prayer you need to have then. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you do not have to have a perfect marriage in order to have a happy and healthy marriage. Marriage is what you make it. You have to be intentional. Um, you got to sow good things into your marriage. You got to invest into your marriage. Uh, one thing I love to say about marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not endured. So that's the reason why we had this conversation about having a happy and healthy marriage, because it is possible we can do all things through christ who strengthen us and that's applicable in this instance because god loves and desires healthy marriages healthy marriages mean healthy families Mm -hmm. healthy families mean healthy churches healthy churches mean healthy nations you get the point that i'm trying to say Amen. amen Well, we have totally enjoyed this conversation with y'all. Before we let the people go, where can they find you? Just shout out what you got going on. All right. Well, my Instagram is uh, Toya underscore marriage advice, marriage advice. Uh, So again, Toya underscore marriage advice. So that's where you can just catch us. Uh, We're going to be pulling him in. We're going to be doing some more. Oh, we're getting back into our IG lives. Okay. Uh, um, on on Instagram, and you know we actually have some more ideas okay. coming. So just uh, you know, stay connected on Instagram, and you'll see all the new stuff coming. Okay, yeah, that's that's so good. Uh, y'all be sure to check out that link that I'm going to leave in the show notes so you can connect with them. We appreciate y'all so much for joining the show again and mm-hmm. offering your words of wisdom. We anytime. appreciate you anytime, anytime. And thank you for listening today. We hope and pray that this episode added value to your life. If you like what you heard today, be sure to share this episode with a few and a lot of friends. Until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. And we out.